If you're looking for best practices for your bank or credit union, join us while we talk all things sales, marketing, and strategy for financial institutions. Let's make it happen with FIGRO Solutions. Hi there, I'm Meredith Olmstead, CEO and founder of FIGRO Solutions. We are a digital marketing and sales consulting agency. We also do digital ads for banks and credit unions. And I am here with our digital ads manager, Ida Burr. Say hi, Ida. Hey, everyone. So Ida and I were um, chatting just recently about some uh, a new channel, basically, that we've been testing out for several of our bank and credit union clients. And that is still run through Google Ads, but it is YouTube pre-roll. So we were talking about, we've been like doing a ton of testing on um, in several different markets for a number of different clients. And also with variety of of budgets, big budgets and small budgets. And I was like, you know what, Ida, let's push, let's pause, let's push record on this. Let's talk about this for our audience. And because I think there's some really great takeaways that we want to make sure that people understand about the potential for leveraging YouTube pre-roll ads for your financial institution. So Ida, let's just dive in. Okay. First of all, what are these? I mean, I think we all kind of know what YouTube ads are. Like when you go to YouTube, basically there is, it's kind of like you have to pay to play. You have to watch an ad pretty much before every single video there. So that's obviously what we're talking about, right? Is these pre-roll ads, but can you explain like the placements, the targeting, what, how they work, like that kind of thing? Yeah. So like you said, these videos, they start before you get to watch the video that's on YouTube. So there is a an ad that pops up. Usually they are skippable. So after the first five okay. seconds, you're able to hit that button and skip the ad and go on to your video. Okay. Um, but they are very condensed, usually pretty short, and okay. they have very clear call to action. Okay. Um, and Okay. And so if a credit union or a bank wants to play with these, you're recommending we do them like we typically do these like um, any other digital ad. So it's not necessarily like a display ad where you're just wanting to get like a, oh, we're here, you know, like with a tagline, like you, it can be some brand awareness, but you want like a clear call to action, right? Yes. And you want it to link to a product page. Okay. Or some other kind of page that has a conversion on it. Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And what about targeting? Um, like how are you targeting these? Cause I know in search ads, you target based on what people are searching for like keywords, but how are these targeted or how can people target these? So you can retarget existing lists or your website traffic. You can just create a pretty broad audience of the area you're looking to target. Um, okay. And also you could target with interests. So what people are like, you know, their past behaviors, what shown interest they have. Okay. You also, before you start running these, I would suggest going into the settings and excluding certain types of content that you don't want to show up. Um, okay. So in YouTube, especially whatever video is coming on after your video, you can exclude certain types of content, um, you know, oh, videos. Okay. Yeah. So to try to make sure maybe you're lining up with an audience that's kind of financially minded or maybe a little more serious or all that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Okay. Why do we think that, um, I mean, obviously search ads are for when people are actively in market looking for a product or service. 
why are we recommending that people try YouTube ads? Like what's the benefits of trying these ads? Well, we had one client last year run these ads for almost the entire year, and we actually saw excellent results. Um, we were getting conversions from these ads at a much higher rate than display ads in the okay. past. And okay. we have even seen finished applications oh, from wow. these YouTube ads. So they are definitely resonating better with people than just the display ads and just, you know, pushing out a message out there like that. Okay. Um these are helping convert and get finished applications. Gotcha. So like with a display ad, you oftentimes like when these are like the banner ads or the side-by-side ads that you see sometimes when you're going around the internet, people tend to tune them out or they see them when they're not in market for a product or service. So it can be good for brand awareness, but it doesn't necessarily usually drive conversions. Um, mm-hmm. So they, you tend to get a large impression, like large numbers of impressions, maybe even some clicks, but not a lot of conversions. So what you're saying is that display these these kind of these these ads tend to perform a little bit like display ads in that they drive a lot of impressions, but that they're also driving conversions. So they can be getting you a few more people actually turning into leads. Okay. Gotcha. And then what other reasons are there to try them? Like, um, I mean, we can't, you can't target based on income. You can't target based on zip code. You can target radiuses like around a branch location, but Mm -hmm. what other, what, like who else is watching these ads that. So these tend to skew pretty, uh, you know, towards the younger side of the spectrum Uh as well, just naturally because, um, YouTube's demographic is just skews younger. So it is a good way to get in front of that younger audience without actually targeting it because with these ads, we're not able to target based on age. Gotcha. Um, but it is a really good placement just to get in front of that younger audience. Yeah. And then also it's just less interruptive, right? Than like a regular traditional TV advertisement. People are expecting it. So it doesn't, it's not as jarring. Like people don't skip it or tune it out as much or like walk away, you know, because they know it's short 15, 20 seconds or a five second skip option. You have to front load it. Obviously your call to action at the beginning, but it's a really good opportunity to get in front of people while they're waiting to see what they're going to watch next. Okay, cool. What about um, budgets? Like what kind of budgets are you recommending for clients to start with or use on these kind of ads? Yeah. So these, um, they definitely don't need the same budget as like a search campaign would. You can Mm -hmm. phone that back you know, a few hundred dollars a month. Um, we usually start around four to five hundred dollars a month and kind of grow from there depending on how big the audience is and what the frequency turns out to be on those ads. Okay. Um and you, you'll notice the cost per click will be a little uh, will be around the same as the search campaigns are. Um, okay. as long as they're all in the same market, you know, so we're talking about specific markets if you're targeting the same markets. Um, and also the completed applications, they do tend to cost a little bit more for these campaigns. Okay. Just because with search, you know, you're getting people who are really in market and ready to convert because they're actively searching for those keywords. But we are seeing the completed applications, that, you know, a little bit of an, an inflated cost compared to search, but they're there and generating great. Yeah. You know, Whereas traffic. like in, dis- in a display campaign, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be uncommon for you to have, you know, 500,000 impressions and zero conversions, basically. Yes, um, exactly. I think we tend to like, uh, just off the top of my head, I know when looking back at 
some different ROIs, depending on the market, obviously, and the budgets that are being spent in competition, we can see completed applications costing anywhere from like $80 per completed application up to upwards of like $110, $120. Somewhere in that range tends to be for a fully completed application, tends to be some of the costs that people can kind of use as a ballpark number when they're talking about these ads. And um, so definitely able, you want to make sure that you're, now when you're, when people are setting these up, when like you're working with an agency who's say running these for your financial institution, what are their, are there mistakes that you want to make sure that they're avoiding or that you aren't, that you aren't making when you're setting these up? Yeah. So you want to um, really keep the text to a minimum. You're going to want to have a voiceover in it because on YouTube, these people are listening to the video versus other placements. They may have it muted and you do need to be more text heavy. Um, so with these ads, we suggest a voiceover that talks. Okay. Um, you need to really focus on keeping the video short. They say, okay. I think, up to 30 seconds, but really we like to see them 15 to 20 seconds. Okay. Um, if possible. Okay. Um, and some and kind then, of value prop, even in the first five seconds, if you can get it in there, right? Yes. So okay. definitely a very early on call to action, just very front load, like first five seconds, you should really try to get your me message out there. Yeah. And I know that they also have, when you place the videos, the YouTube ad platform itself has built-in captions for if they have them it muted. So you don't have mm -hmm. to caption it. And then it also has the little call to action button in the bottom left, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you so want to make bottom... sure if you're putting things on the screen, you don't have any competing text going on in the bottom left-hand screen. And they have, they have some like, you, you can actually download from YouTube um, from the Google Ads network, you can actually go um, download like it comes with a grat like with a, a frame that you can use to make sure you don't put text in the wrong place on the video. Correct? Yes, they have it gridded out for you. Okay. And what about like sometimes you see where you can skip ads, and then sometimes you have YouTube ads where you can't skip them. What's the difference in those? So with the skippable ads, you can pick what objection you want the campaign to have, so you can have it, you know, for impressions, clicks, conversions, what you want the optimization to be for. Um, for the non-skippable ads, the only option you have is for views. Okay. Um, so we really like to optimize our ads for that full conversion, not just for impressions. Okay. Uh, so we tend to stick with the skippable ads just so we okay. have more available options. Gotcha. So it's worth it to have more people skip the ad who aren't interested in converting basically and still mm -hmm. optimize for conversions versus have the non-skippable ads that you can't that you can't skip at all. Potentially maybe the non-skippable ads are ones that are just for brand awareness if you really want to pay for eyeballs to have to watch the whole thing. But if you're mm -hmm. trying to drive conversions, you would definitely not want to exercise that option. You would want to keep them skippable and always yeah. optimize for conversions. Okay, cool. That's a really important yeah. thing for all digital ads, right? Because a lot of times people can, you can have agencies that are dumping budget on impressions and clicks when it's not, when those that traffic isn't optimized for conversions. And those people aren't the people that Google knows have the tendencies to fill out forms and applications online. So, mm -hmm. all right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, very useful stuff, Ida. Thank you so much for sharing um, these great results. And um, 
Um, thanks for listening, you guys. And if you're interested in learning more about our digital ad services or any of our other services, feel free to join us over at Figro Solutions or figro.com. And um, we have lots of other podcasts and case studies and all kinds of information about um, how to get your message out there. But in the meantime, let's just all um, get out there and make it happen. Bye.